welcome to We Go Back. I'm your host, Brian Abushakra, and on this week's episode, we will be reviewing LAX, the season premiere for the final season of Lost. When we open up, we see a very similar opening to the pilot. However, this time, there are a lot of details that are just a little bit off. For instance, one of the things we see later on in the episode is that Hurley believes he's the luckiest person alive. One of the major changes that we see is that Desmond is actually on flight 815. And a little detail I wanted to point out to you here is that you can actually hear that same humming of the electromagnetic sound that we heard at the hatch when Desmond is seen by Jack. In this season premiere, it does set up two separate timelines again. And it seems like everything that Daniel had said would happen actually occurs. And the events that led them to the island never led any of them to it. But I realized that Jack is actually the reason that they had to press the button. Because since the bomb went off at the Swan Station, this caused the anomaly to occur and for the Swan to be built to dissipate that electromagnetic energy. It's pretty ironic that he's actually not willing to press the button at that point in 2004, even though it was his problem that he caused. There's a big theme that they start to plant in this episode, and it comes when Saeed asks Hurley, when I die, what will happen to me? And he starts to talk about where he will go. And we've seen a lot of references to the afterlife in Lost, and we really dive deeper into it in this episode. The first example of that comes from Jacob, when he identifies himself to Hurley on the island. He explains to Hurley that he recently died, so this shows us Hurley definitely isn't crazy, and confirms what Jacob had told him in the car that he is blessed being able to speak to the people he cares about after they die. But this also shows you that maybe Hurley was brought here for a reason as well. Jacob is actually now able to still help them with the situation on the island, even though he's passed. One of my favorite details in this episode comes in the scene when Jack's trying to save Charlie's life. Something is blocking Charlie's ability to breathe, which isn't coincidence because he had drowned. Jack is searching his jacket trying to find a pen, and this is a great callback to the joke that Boone had made in season one. But it also does tie into later in the episode when Kate is trying to escape from the marshal. We had seen her take something and hide it underneath her seat tray on the plane. We now know that it's the pen she stole from Jack's pocket. And this is all to illustrate that even the smallest detail can have a snowball effect and end up being a bigger theme later on in this show. Now let's go back to the island. Jack, when pressed by Hurley, if he can actually save Saeed's life, Jack admits that he can't fix Saeed. And for the first time in the entire series, Jack admits and lets go on the fact that he can't fix something. And this all comes because he was wrong about fixing the island. And because of him, Juliet is dead and they all are still here and suffering through their lives. So there's one thing I wanted to make sure you guys understood from this episode. Locke, the man in black, and the smoke monster are all the same person. So when we see the bodyguards come into Jacob's lair and try to attack Locke, one detail I wanted to point out to you guys is the ring of ash that one of them lays. This seems to block the smoke monster, and if you pay attention, he's still able to actually attack this person because he knocks the pillar next to him and pushes him out of the ring. We've seen allusions to loopholes when it comes to the man in black character since 
the season 5 finale. We actually saw it at the cabin, and we literally see a loophole in the ring around the cabin. And this is letting you know that the man in black is clever enough to find loopholes to get what he wants. In the flash sideways, there was a little detail that I picked up on, and I could be wrong here, so if you guys notice something different, please let me know. But everybody who's on this plane seems to be there under some sort of conflict, except for two characters. Rose and Bernard seem very happy to just be there with each other. And this keeps in theme with these characters. The last time we had seen them on the island, they'd said that they'd much rather just be happy being together than being in some sort of conflict. And I think this is a very important detail that you should pay attention to at this point. Everything in season six is leading towards an end. They can't leave anything lingering aside from thoughts and ideas about theories. So pay attention to all the pieces in the show even more intently. The final season is a lot more dense because they're wrapping so many things up. Moving along, this brings up a bigger theme at hand. We have two people in this episode who actually communicate with dead people. We had Hurley communicating with Jacob and now Miles communicates with Juliet to find out what she was going to say to Sawyer. We did also have Saeed mention what happens to him after he's going to die because he believes his time has come up. But I think Lost has shown you throughout the series that physical forms aren't the only thing that contain who we are. We see it in the man in black taking Locke as his proxy and using his body to get what he wants, but we also see that Miles and Hurley can communicate with these people who no longer have physical forms because there's something more to you than just what contains your consciousness. So I think Lost is really presenting that the physical forms are only containers of who we truly are. Now let's go to the temple where we have the ritual being performed on Saeed. One thing I noticed is that they said that there are risks in doing this type of ritual. And I wonder if this is the same sort of ritual Ben was placed under when he was shot in the very same way by Saeed. And a little detail that I wanted to make sure you guys noticed is that the sand that pours through the hourglass is actually a mix of black and white. Back at the statue, we see the man in black sum up all of John Locke's life explaining that he was a sad and broken man. And the only reason he had anything special about him is that he actually wanted to be on this island. But that's actually the opposite for the man in black. All he wants to do is leave the island and go home. So we're seeing a lot of what the motivations behind these characters are. In the season 5 finale, they really started to set up the foundation for what the entire show is about. And season 6 is trying to help explain why all of these things are in motion and what they're all here for. In our flash sideways, we keep up with the theme about physical form when Locke tells Jack only his father's body is gone and that whoever he was is no longer in that physical vessel. But again, it seems as if fate brings these two together because Jack is a spinal surgeon and Locke is still in a wheelchair. And I find that very interesting. Now, one thing I wanted to bring up before we come to the end of this episode is what Locke tells Richard. He mentions that it's good to see him out of those chains and this seems to to signal to Richard exactly who he is. So it'll be really cool to see how that ends up playing out. Folks, thanks for sticking through this week's episode of We Go Back. Next week, we will be reviewing what Kate does and the substitute. Send your emails with thoughts, questions, theories, anything to wegobackpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at KingLordBrian. And until next week, we'll see you again soon.